Scott Martin, why don't you tell the viewers what we've got in the store for this week's episode in a North American accent? North American accent, we got some... <laughs> That's Southern. That's a South American accent, you <laughs> idiot. There's spoilers in this show. Welcome once again, everybody, to Ignorance Is This, a podcast about a different way of viewing cinema, with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and sitting opposite me, as always, is my littlest friend, Oliver Deer. Hello, my biggest friend, Scott Martin. How are you today? I'm doing really good. I woke up at 12 o'clock today. I know you did, because I had to wake you up to do the podcast, because you were sleeping. We're on a bit of a schedule today. <laughs> this is not something that we've been used to before. You have a good night last night? We both went out, attended a 21st. Yeah, we did have a good night. Uh, it's the, This is the first episode after we've just published the Facebook page, so we're, we finally got a little bit of feedback. Yeah. So yeah, we know what new. parts of the show are shit, and we know what parts <laughs> are okay. Yeah, there was a lot of, I listened to your podcast, and it was weird because we're your friends, but we could hear you, but yeah. we couldn't talk back to you, yeah. which is... Which is funny. It I is, think. yeah. I suppose that would be an odd thing, having your friends speak, but just to you and you can't talk back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I didn't have anyone say, I kept asking, like, what's, what feedback? We need something, what's yeah. wrong with the show? But apparently it's perfect. I because... think it is perfect <laughs> as well. I'm with you. Yeah. I think uh, Critically Acclaimed, Critically Lame was a good segment people like. People really enjoy the haiku edition. The haiku edition. Thinking yep. we might keep it. Thinking we're keeping the haiku edition. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have any I don't have any uh, Critically Acclaimed game today. No, no, no. Not today. But I do have a haiku, which I'll, <laughs> might, maybe I'll, oh. sprinkle, I'll sprinkle that. It's sizzling. Yeah. Nice. And now I'm, we'll have it at the end of the show. <laughs> but yeah, so I had a little bit of a thought this week. Okay. So we saw Wonder Woman this week. And... Oh, spoilers. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's the, literally the title of the episode. Prob- probably the title of the episode, unless... For some, somehow we accidentally watch a different movie <laughs> between now and then and accidentally discuss the wrong movie. Hey guys, welcome to episode uh, eight, Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's pretend I am your film waiter and you're at the film restaurant and you <laughs> and you come up to what? me and you say, oh, waiter, please, I'd like to order one film set in a non-English speaking country. And okay. I And I say to you, oh, excellent choice, sir. How would you like your languages? <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting way of me putting it. But yeah. what I'm asking you is, when you're watching a film where they've got, like, let's say, a German characters, like okay. uh, as is as was in Wonder Woman, yep. there were German characters in it. Do you prefer them to be speaking uh. accented English, or do you want subtitles? See, I was actually going to bring this up. Yeah, it was. It was like. One of my points that I was going to say for Wonder Woman yeah. today, so I guess we can we can talk about it now. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, Wonder Woman twenty seventeen fell into the trap of even though there were use of subtitles throughout the film, um, their German speaking characters spoke in English to each other, even when there were no English <laughs> yeah. people around. Um, were, they, were there subtitles used ever? Yeah, of course. Oh, there, there were was lots. too because yes, yeah, there were jokes about. That she could speak different languages yeah. and so could the other guy. So it's not like they were thinking, oh, well, this this scene is too long and kids are probably going to be able to, you know, they won't be able to read it or understand what's really going on because they yeah. do utilise subtitles in the film. Yeah. So, so that was one of the It one was of a bit inconsistent. It's just a trope, I suppose. Well, just they the fell into is, that trap. I think it's okay if you're consistent with it and you have a uh, reason to do to do that. Or like, cause like I know I know not everyone wants to read subtitles. Subtitles, and if you're going to have a lot of uh, foreign 
language speaking characters yeah. in an English film, then maybe you will make the choice to just make them speak accented English. Yeah. But what do you prefer? If you if you had to have one, like it was like more consistent than Wonder Woman, would you rather them be speaking accented English or with subtitles? Um, no, I'd say subtitles. Yeah, I think with you, it's it's got to be consistent. Wonder Woman wasn't. This is an example mm. of it using both ways, mm. and it should have just kept with one. Yeah, I mean, it was for the sake of a joke. It's not like it was integral, and it's mm. important to have jokes in these DC films because they're known for being quite gritty. <laughs> But um, no, I'd say uh, I'm, if anyone doesn't know, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of subtitles. I'll put subtitles on for fun That's sometimes. Right. You were saying that the other day. Yeah. week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind it, especially like I watched Snatch the other week, and there's a lot of mumbling. Yeah. Not even just the Pikey character. <laughs> just, <laughs> All just the, the English people. Yeah. It's the, the the accents are thick, and I would just prefer to. I don't want to go. Oh, I didn't quite catch that, and then go back. I'd rather just watch it as it happens like I, if i if i don't catch it i'd have to go back and listen to it again yeah if i'm just reading it along with it it's like i'm not an idiot i know how to watch the film and also read the subtitles at yeah. the bottom at the same time um i'll just chuck on the subtitles for for scenes and then sometimes i'll just get bored of it and turn it off yeah. but for a film like <laughs> like this if i had to pick the two i would choose to have subtitles yeah. used it, bro- it broke the immersion i reckon because it was just like we're in a room of Germans mm. discussing the f- the war and they were all speaking yeah. English. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the subtitles broke the immersion because it's like no, a, it's no, a text. No, no, just the fact they were speaking English. Yeah, re- which is I, funny, isn't it? That we'd we'd prefer yeah. we'd prefer to have text on screen to remain immersed in a film rather than yeah. them speaking to camera. That's isn't good, that fun? That is a good point. A, a really good film that did this well. Well, I think they did it well. Was Valkyrie because it's the all of the characters are German, but it's a American made film. Yeah. So at the start of the film, they're all speaking German, and then it sort of it sort of zooms in on Tom Cruise, and he slowly starts speaking English. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like he's doing German, and then he's littering English words in with the German words, and then it becomes English, and then from there on, every character speaks English. That's cool. So it's like. The movie's saying, yes, they're speaking German, but for your sake, they're speaking English. That's very fun. Yeah, that that's, was really cool. That's a great idea. Mm. What about, um, I haven't seen it yet, but Inglorious Bastards, that's a big, uh, that focuses on German mm. culture quite a lot, that have German... It was subtitled. Okay, uh, so, it, but it was German actual, the language of the German... Ang- no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Were they, they speaking, were speaking German. Okay. And... um. <laughs> the, the the Hans Lander character, uh, by played by Christopher Waltz, he he can speak uh, French, German, and English, and oh, wow. he and he cool. will switch between depending on who he's speaking to. So like, there's still a lot of English spoken scenes. I wonder if he can speak those languages in real life, or he had to learn this for the role. No, I think he can speak them. That's right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that's why he got hired, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Anyway, that can, that was all I had to say about subtitles. No, I mean, I, I, that's good that you brought that up because mm. that was going to be one of the things that I say. <laughs> where it's like the second that I saw it was two soldiers in Wonder Woman walking together, and they were they were in like a German like mm. you know just air, like I don't know, but they were walking towards camera, and then they started speaking English, and I just went, ah, yeah, okay. Well, I would have preferred to have that, and I like made a mental note to bring it up on the pod. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you and I, two halves. Yep. Hey, Ollie. Hello, Scott. 
Um, let's talk about a, a film that we saw this week. Yeah, we went and finally saw Wonder Woman after having tried to go see it the other week. Yep. But it wasn't on, so we watched Baywatch instead. And this if week we finally watched it. If you want to hear our thoughts on Baywatch, you can listen to episode eight. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, we both didn't much care for it. <laughs> I suppose. It was a good episode, though. So why don't you have a Yeah, it's, it's one, one of our um, more downloaded ones, I think. Have a little bloody listen to it. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Scott, can I just say, we? if you look at our backlog of episodes, we yep. had King Arthur, Pirates of the Caribbean, Five, and Baywatch all in a row. And before that, we had Ghost in the Shell. Yep. They're all, we've we've watched a lot of bad films for this show. Yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of really shit ones. And because I was so excited for Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, and you were like, it's going to be bad. <laughs> and I, but I was really excited, and I was also excited for King Arthur. It was you said it was really bad, and I thought this week I was going to have the tables flip because <laughs> I really was not looking forward to Wonder Woman. I would not have honestly gone to see it. If if we weren't doing this podcast, oh, I wouldn't have seen it yet, at least. Yeah, the the track record is from DC is just too bad. Yeah, there's no reason for you to get excited for this. After Suicide Squad, I decided I wasn't paying them any more money, and this. <laughs> this well, let's just say this pod. film may have may sway me to watch Justice League. Oh, yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we, we've been burned before by by these DC films, but but you are you're looking forward to Justice League now. Uh, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I'm looking forward to it because it's going to have more Wonder Woman in it. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Right? That's yeah. good. And and can I say, it's like, it t- it took, uh, of the superhero genre, which what began 2008 with with uh, Iron Man. That's where the trend started, right? Yeah. Well, you could say, was Incredible Hulk before that or after yeah, that? Yeah, but I think, I, I think it really kicked off with uh, Iron Man. Yeah. It, it began, well... I don't think it actually... Here's a trivia piece for you. Yeah, okay. I don't think it was until The Avengers came out that the Incredible Hulk film was out of canon, out of the oh. MCU canon. Like, it okay. was part of it until they recast and got a new Hulk. I thought it was still canon. Is it? Yeah. Is it just... I'm did, pretty sure it's still canon. It's just a switch out of the uh, yeah, of the actor. Just different actor. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Well, then maybe... Well, okay. The first one that really, like, grabbed people's attention took us in the was Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and then people realized it was, like, a big thing when Avengers came out. But it's taken this long for a a film to feature a female character, a female lead. Yep. Not since 2005 have there been... What was 2005? Electra. Okay. From... Um, Catwoman the, before that? Catwoman before that. <laughs> Electra was... Um, I don't know if you know about it. You, you don't watch the uh, the Daredevil Netflix seasons, do you? I watched the first one. Yeah. Right, I know Electra's in the second one. Yeah. A notoriously bad film. Okay. But... The, uh, the tables have turned now with the female-led superhero trope of them being bad films. Yeah. Do you know what the Rotten Tomato score is for this one? I believe it was 97. What now, was it? You believe it's 97 because you just now saw it. Yeah, accidentally. Uh, you avoided this at all costs <laughs> until just now when you were watching the trailers yeah. because, you know, with this show, I see the trailers. We talk about how it affected my time at the cinema, but you watch them afterwards to see how much... Yeah, so we still have a topic to yeah, talk about. Yeah, so I watched the trailers just today to see uh, what Scott had seen and what I had not. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down a couple little things that I thought were in the trailer that may have ru- like ruined the movie experience. But um, yeah, what, sure. what, so what was the Rotten Tomatoes score? Was it 97? 97 was what it was on the day that we saw it. Okay. Uh, it's now on 92. Okay. Let's talk about some of your notes. So um, uh, what did my little notes say? Well, so obviously I went into this film, even though I did not watch any trailers, I still had a huge preconception 
of what this film was. Yeah. Because okay. I it, thought it was going to be like other DC trash. And I went in thinking, I'm going to not like this. I'm so ready for this to suck. The first 20 minutes or the first 10 minutes, I definitely wasn't sold. All the stuff at the island. You're not a fan of Baby Diana? No. She was great no, considering was, her age, I was I would just say. like, this is just, oh, this is what the world is and let's explain everything. They need to explain everything. I know they do, but I don't know. Because it was, it's, a, it's it was, an entirely, it's an island that only has Amazonian women on it. But do you need to explain it? I understand. Of course they do, because then people will go, well, how did they bloody have kids or how to like continue to like live for as long as they did or whatever you know yeah, it's just well, like i understand but it's just it's how just very... did they get there why have people not like discovered the island it's just very tropey for um a film that's trying to establish its universe to just quickly summarize everything right at the start with either text or a little animation background story i, I thought the an- the animation, the animation was, was cool. very cool it was cool and it, i think it was justified because you it got it over and done with within five minutes yeah you know, like the first thing was so many hundreds of thousands of years ago, this Aries character was this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But they did it in a way that it was, you tell me the story again, mama. And then it's kind of like yeah. revealed it as as if it's kind of like a storybook. Yeah. And it's the, it's the Greek painting style. Yeah. Which yeah. It, it very, I thought was considering the fact that they needed to establish that world. Yeah. They did it concisely and interestingly enough that it was and like as well as it just being beautiful like mm. that's that style yeah it was I it liked was very, it. it was nice to look at but because i was expecting this film to be shit i was just like yeah. all right here's stroke one this this <laughs> they do this shit in every fucking thing sorry for swearing um they do this in everything like young adult film okay, like yeah. for example the maze runner or um i don't know if they do it in maze runner a- anything like that the mortal what are instruments, instruments of bones of bones um i think king arthur you know they all do this this is what the world is and this is the history of happen what things that were happening i'm just like uh stroke one can't you just explain it without having to take us back in time i don't know but anyway it just fed into my I don't like this because it's dumb. <laughs> it wasn't until gorgeous, gorgeous Chris Pine <laughs> oh, he's crashes, so good looking. His, crashes oh. his plane to the ocean that I actually started liking it. Which, um, <laughs> which uh, at the time when this was discussed in the car ride home, we were we were with our friend who we also saw Pirates with and Baywatch with. Yeah. Um, she could not believe that comment when you first said it. I didn't like the film until Chris Pine came on. <laughs> it's a movie that's all the- about empowerment and, <laughs> and everything. And the first thing you said was, yeah, Chris Pine was the best bit or my, the first bit that I cared about at least. No, well, I, don't, I don't know. He, he broke up. It was it was it just made a change in pace, I think. And then they had the cool battle between the Amazonian yeah. horse warriors and... Uh, the World War One fighters, which, as I said to you, something I really love because I love like the meshing of history, yeah, and like arrows actually defeating gun gu- gunmen. So that was very cool. People that have never seen guns before battling with guns for the first time—that's yep. a very interesting yeah. a way of going around. That it. was the sequence where I started considering. Hmm, I wonder if wow, this wonder, is going nice. to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, woman, if this is going to be oh, good. Very good. And then when they started having... They proceed to have, like, a conversation on a boat, uh, Wonder Woman and Chris Pine. We're not going to remember what uh, Chris Pine's character... No. No. <laughs> well, I, I honestly... I'm trying to remember. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. But um, they're on a boat. And I thought it was so good. They spent at least, like, 
what, like five minutes just talking? Steve and it was just Trevor. Steve. I. That doesn't ring a bell. Does <laughs> Don't not you ring remember a... the time when she's screaming out, Steve? Okay. No? <laughs> I didn't remember that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they spent, they just had a five minute chat. And it was like, it wasn't even an expositional chat, like, I'm explaining to you my world. It was just them bantering, really. Yeah. It was them having a good conversation and it really built both of their characters. And not only was it, not only was it just saying, well, well it's not talking about the world, but it kind of was, was like, do you have this on your island? It's like, yes, of course we know about this on our island. There was kind of like innuendos, at least, mm. during that thing, which was quite funny. But then, like, I, I liked how it wasn't just, oh, so tell me more about your world. Or it was just, it was very well developed that it was kind of both talking about the world while also being funny enough yeah. that it's not being bogged down in any history stuff. Yes. Yeah. There was them, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what you said. <laughs> so, the, I mean, you can tell my reaction is basically I was shocked to find that this film was good. The moment I was sold was when she started using the whip as a weapon. And yeah, when, that was when great. When she started using the whip as a weapon and her little metal arm band things to block bullets. Brace- Bracelets? No, braces? I, <laughs> I think it's braces. Gauntlets. Gauntlets. Hey. There we go. Infinity gauntlets. Oh, Yes. When she starts using all her weaponry, that's when it was cool. I was yeah. like, these fight scenes are sick. And when she runs across no man's land with a shield, very cool. Yeah. I was sold. I was like, okay, I think I like this. This is good. I was So I was very surprised it was good because I had no, I mean, I had no knowledge of the trailers and my only knowledge of the film was DC sucks. Yep. And I went full steam ahead with that opinion into the film. <laughs> I, I drove my popcorn and my McDonald's, which we stole into the theatre. Oh, guys, we weren't even sneaky about it this time. <laughs> we just dro- <laughs> we drove our Maccas into the theatre and I sat down with my DC hatred and I was ready to to hate, to hate and to, and to look at you and glare you and be like, haha, I'm, I'm glad you're... you're Film sucks. This is what you wanted. You wanted this to be good. And that is exactly how I felt during King Arthur, though. Yep. <laughs> but with that smug satisfaction of it actually happening, unlike where it happened here. Yeah. So basically, I think our big thing with the trailers is you knew it was going to be okay. Is well, it... I always I always hoped that it was going to be okay. Did and you the trailers think... gave the impression that it was at least looking good? Yeah. Yeah. So you had a good impression from the trailers. Yeah, sure. There was some... Um, every time that a Wonder Woman trailer would come out, because I'm a big comic book guy where you know it's kind of the only genre or the only kind of like thing that when as soon as it comes out i would like to be on board with it mm-hmm. um so that definitely didn't because I'm, I'm a fan of the wonder woman character and i i somewhat liked her in um batman versus superman but um yeah the trailers certainly just gave this impression that it was like oh shit this is looking okay but then again i also had my my concerns because the suicide trailer uh, the Suicide, Suicide Squad yeah. trailer looked okay. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just I'm happy to f- to be able to say that this was good. The mm. trailers didn't ruin too much. I don't think mm. there was one bit that I would have perhaps preferred to have not known. Okay, what was that then? Um, this was the the walk through no man's land. Mm-hmm. The trailer basically would. I, th- I think for at least because they they release a lot of trailers for this. Hmm. I think that I think DC knew that this was good, and they were like, "We got to let people know that this is good, so we'll use this great shot." It was the shot of the uh, the bullet coming at her from the German soldier's bullet, and she can kind of she's not she doesn't have super speed or anything, but she's able to 
move her hands quickly enough that she uses the gauntlet to knock the uh, bullet out of the way. Mm-hmm. That was like a a really beautiful shot as well, where it, it was. Yeah. It follows the bullet, and then it cuts to her just so nonchalantly just putting up her arm and just yeah. letting it bounce off. That was very cool. Uh, so that that entire sequence was also probably one of the better sequences in the entire film. I or loved it. Maybe my favorite sequence mm-hmm. in the film. I loved it because. You don't see World War One much, and it was very cool to see yeah, and just, No Man's Land being used as a backdrop for her to do cool shit. Yeah, <laughs> and like even like the dialogue for that scene was cool. It was like we haven't been able to go like two inches into mm. the within the last like however many months. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just I would have preferred to have had that be a moment where you just sit back and just go, oh shit, this mm. looks great, and it was because you still because the entire scene wasn't utilized in the trailer, obviously. Yeah. But I knew that there was going to be a solo, you know, World War One trench, uh, trench, <laughs> trench, uh, moment like that in slow mo, which yeah. I would have preferred to have just experienced at the time. Yeah, because I would say if I had to have guessed the plot of this film, now the only imagery I'd seen of the film was um, the island where she begins. Yep. So that's that's the only imagery I'd seen in the film, and I knew it was set in World War, during okay. World War One. Yeah. I didn't know. She would be fighting alongside World War One soldiers, though. I thought she'd be just doing her own thing with her own ragtag team. Sure, <laughs> with the uh, the World War One backdrop, yeah, as a backdrop, just completely a backdrop. Not even like not participating in the actual fight. Just a just yeah. an excuse for DC to dress Gal Gadot up in a World War One yes. era. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought it would be. So I was very happy to see that. It it basically became like like saving Private Ryan with Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Even though like that's World War Two and this World War One, and I think <laughs> I did mention to you like I'm not sure how much they blur the lines between history in this because I don't have I have a knowledge a bit of knowledge of World War Two but not the First World War. I'm not sure if they had cyanide and spies during World War One. Yeah, okay. And I'm not sure if they had um crazy German scientists during World War One. I. I think that was a Hitler thing. <laughs> look, I, I mean, I'm in no position yeah. to give you answers here. Yeah, look, if they have to merge it to make it an interesting story, mm. this is a Wonder Woman movie and not a World War One movie. Yeah. It's just, it is a backdrop, yeah. but it is utilised perfectly well. It's fine. Um, yeah, look, if they need to do that, I'm... I'm happy with it. Maybe maybe not the side night though, because it's you know it's one shot with one very unneeded character. Mm. If it may, so that makes me think the cyanide would have definitely been around in World War One. Mm. Why else would they have let that slip through? You know, because they are trying to keep it look uh, enough legit. It's just I don't know how much spies were around. Spies were a I don't know. Sure. I don't know what I'm talking... W- I don't want to put myself on the record because I could be very <laughs> wrong. But this is just my understanding. One thing about um. The trailer as well that was spoiled, I'm using air quotes at the moment, spoiled for me was um, Chris Pine being a spy because they used that shot of um, him, I think it was a TV spot of him being interrogated by the Amazonians by using the lasso of truth. Ah, okay. You know, it's a pretty intense scene in theory where there's a this person that they've never met before infiltrate an island that hasn't been infiltrated in thousands of years Mm. and they're using a a piece of equipment that will force him to tell the truth. But really, and at least this was what the uh, 
the impression was in the cinema is kind of an excuse to laugh at Chris Pine doing dumb faces. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, <just>, he's, <laughs> uh, he's trying to stop himself from saying the truth. So he's literally like, he's, got, he's forcing his mouth closed, but his eyes are pretty much bulging out of his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, there was. He finally said in the TV spot, like, "I'm a spy. I'm a spy. I'm a spy," and he starts breathing heavily. Yeah. So that made me think, okay, well, he infiltrated the island, but I didn't know that he was on the run from German soldiers, and mm. he wasn't a spy infiltrating the island. He just happened to accidentally fall into it. Mm. So that was a that was a good use of a TV spot by making you think, oh, well, Chris Pine. They, you know, but I know that they team up because I've seen them. Why would Wonder Woman team up with a spy? But you just, you know, you just right. got to think about it like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> now, did you know uh, who the villain was from the trailer? No. No. Because they, they built up, actually, the Poison Lady. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Poison, is that what they called her? Yes. Yeah, Doctor. They built up her sort of, and they had a cool shot of her in a trailer, like throwing gas, and that was. And they also had that other German um, commander dude. Yeah, um, who I thought was going to turn into the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not their property, but man, I was getting real Hulk vibes from him. Now, you did not see the twist coming, is that correct? Which twist? Ares was not, in fact, the German soldier as Wonder Woman thought he was. But it was actually Lupin. Remus Lupin. <laughs> yeah. He's transformed a couple of times in the two movies I've seen him in. Yeah. He transforms into some kind of animal. Yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't know that. No. Now, that they do show, if I check the trailer, it is only in one of the trailers, but they show Gal Gadot, Gadot. Wonder, Wonder Womblums. Uh, they show her with a shield taking like a huge beam of energy, which I'm... Okay. Almost sure is the final fight scene between her and Ares. Sure, but that's only one. Did you, how many trailers did you watch? By I watched the way? all of them. I was out of the room. I watched all of them. I was getting you a coffee like a good boy. Thank you. That's <laughs> keeping me up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but there was only like that shot and maybe another one, and that was the only tell that there was sort of a final fight beam yeah. fight. But sure. I think I think that was not good to include in the trailer. Because a really good thing about the movie is you get the impression Ares may or may not exist. Okay, yeah. Did you did you get that? Because yes, yeah. Wonder Woman seems to be the only person talking about it. Yeah. And everyone else is sort of like, okay, well, I'll believe you because you're like this from a magical island and you're probably right. <laughs> but, and, and I like that she's actually quite, although she is very trained in combat, she's very ignorant of the world. And yeah. she's very ignorant of things that are actually forces that are taking place so it i did question mm, maybe Ares is not actually a thing and it is it's going to turn out that it is actually just people fighting this war yeah and sure. she's she think she's thinking oh Ares is making men bad she's making the german soldiers bad that's why this war is happening yep and i thought oh well it would be nice if it was just men are men and they will fight but then in the in the trailer they show that final scene where magic is being sure. beamed at her, so you know there is another magical entity in the film. Okay, yeah, no, that's a good point. There, mm. there were certainly times when I was watching it and I was thinking the same way as you were with just I kind of just wanted Chris Pine to just turn around and just be like, he's just a dude. Mm. This whole time, like he's kind of like playing along because he knows how powerful she is. Mm. But I just wanted him to be like, he's just a dude who's, yeah. you know, he might 
he might hulk out because he's he's sniffing this poison that turns him super strong. Mm. Uh, sorry, not po- it's a poison gas. Yeah. But yeah, this, another thing that I, I liked about Wonder Woman, and especially the character and the writing, was the fact that she was ignorant about man's world. But at the same time, she wasn't stupid. No. You know, like, I didn't, I didn't want to, like, just go, oh, my God, please shut up. <laughs> you're, like, you're talking about this God, and this God clearly doesn't exist. Yeah. People are just bad. Shut up. Yeah. But... They walked that very fine line between being ignorant and being stupid, mm. and it was perfect. Yeah, I, I she can't accepted stress that new enough. information once it was given to her. Present, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But look, I would not have minded if it may have almost been like a better twist because, like, I knew that the general was not going to be Ares. I knew it had to be someone else, and it was either going to be Remus Lupin because he had a shady conversation, uh, phone conversation, and that's what maybe tip me off or i thought yep. it was going to be the poison uh doctor yeah sure and she, it was going to be Ares was going to be a woman and like an evil poison woman <laughs> yeah and i thought that would be also be sort of fitting but it would have also been really cool if Ares did never did not exist at all and it was all a setup and it was maybe still remus lupin controlling things but he he was doing so through just like his own devious ways yeah like he was just deviously con- uh uh conspiring with the germans to set up this war and stuff so it's not actually this mythical entity it's just this man sure which that would have been that would have been a great idea yeah but yeah Absolutely. but because yeah the yeah the trailer does show like huge beams of magic and stuff yeah. so i'm like well there is definitely Ares must be there in some form but yeah and there wasn't any your magic utilized until the third act as well. Yeah. So we are pretty much getting a, it's almost as if it's like a Batman movie where there just aren't super villains that we, that have the ability to control energy yeah, or whatever. It's yeah. just, you know, just you, this person has got this equipment that helps like this and she's able to, you know, she's got super strength, but she doesn't necessarily need it until, you know, there's a bit where she literally does pick up a tank, I think, <laughs> and yeah. uh, throws it at a building. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I I kind of like that. It wasn't like a civil war when there's just you know one person's manipulating magic over here, and then over the other side of the screen, you've got a person that can swing across buildings with webs. It yeah. was just a it was just a person essentially. Yeah, she wasn't utilized using super super ultra mega abilities until the third act. Yeah. She was nicely balanced. Absolutely. She was still a bit like OP, like running through Germans oh, and God, just yeah. smashing them up. But like, she had to take them on one at a time and, yeah, or, or, you know, five at a time. But she couldn't just pick <laughs> up tanks and destroy towns and stuff. So it was nice. Yeah. There was something else I was going to say, but I've uh, completely forgot about it. <laughs> um, what did you think of? No, actually, no. This is what I was going to say. I um, I didn't think for a second that it was gonna be Lupin. Okay. I didn't think that mm. at all. I was um a little bit like suspicious because I know that he's like a very renowned British actor and mm-hmm. I figured, hey, that's a big deal getting in Lupin. You know, like he should be <laughs> be given a bigger role than what he had. But it didn't cross my mind for a second, oh he will be a bigger role. Mm. I just thought that he would have been expensive, might have okay. wanted to u- utilize him a bit more. Was there ever a scene that had him in between the reveal 
and him on the phone saying you cannot go to the German thing. Mm. Because I was racking my brain as soon as it was announced. I was thinking, like, did I miss, like, a like a shady moment? The shady moment that you were referring to before was... What was that again? It was just a, it was just on the phone call where he he called up and said, please, like, don't do what you want to do. Yeah. And it's sort of just like the the boss cop saying, hey, you can't work the case anymore. Don't he, do that. Yeah, he had, he had a bit of an Alfred <laughs> vibe as well for me. Yeah. Uh, Batman Alfred. Yeah. Just saying, like, yeah. no, don't. You'll get yourself hurt. Uh, and then they finish it off with a joke. It's like, they're not going to listen to a word I say, will they? <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I didn't think it was going to be Lupin, and I, it was actually it was so such a surprise for me that I was thinking, uh, did I miss something? Should I have been able to have guessed that easier? Mm. But you and um, our friend Grace, both in the car, were saying, yeah, well, you know, I kind of figured it would be him. I'm just like, no, I didn't think that at all. <laughs> Maybe I'm just dumb. Mm. That was a good twist. Now, one thing that I didn't like, I didn't think about it at the time because I was invested in the story, but just afterwards, I was just thinking, hang on a second, when Lupin who's also Ares. Should we start calling him Ares? <laughs> or should Ares, just keep yeah. calling him Lupin. When Ares reveals the, um, and this is a big spoiler for the whole film, that the sword that Wonder Woman owns, she thinks it is a god killer mm-hmm. and uh, it's the only weapon that can kill this god. And then he says to her, because she tries to strike him, it shatters into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's just this average run-of-the-mill sword. <laughs> And then he goes telling her that she was the god killer. Yeah. Here's what could have happened. Yeah. He, if he's so hell-bent on world domination mm-hmm. and making people turn against each other, don't tell the ultra, <laughs> ultra-strong <laughs> Amazonian woman character that she's the one that can kill him. Mm. Say, ha, 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 I've gotten more stronger than you could have possibly imagined. That sword that could have once killed me no longer can kill me. Mm. I'm indestructible. And she would have been heartbroken and probably, like, I don't know if she, she would have died. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, it was just like, it was just another trope where the villain kind of says something that could have kept their mouth shut and could have yep. got them a lot further along in the plot. Mm-hmm. Why would he say that? <laughs> it was just a, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, look, um, uh, so what'd you think of the trailer then? The trailer? What, what would you, what would you have to rate this trailer then? Um, would you say they were good trailers, uh, uh, for the film? Good trailers for the film? Yeah. Were the, were the well, trailer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's your trailer rating is what I'm, is what um, I'm trying to say. I, uh, yeah, I was... Only because you mentioned, and now that I think about it, I did expect there to be some kind of big mm. energy fight yeah. towards the end. You're right. Um, yeah, it's an eight and a half. Because besides that, so it was a good trailer. Absolutely, it was a good trailer. Mm. I mean, it could have it could have had a shot of Ares floating in the air. <laughs> it could have done a lot worse. It, it could have done a Batman versus Superman and just tell you what's going to happen at the end. And that's exactly <laughs> it's the same company that yeah. did that, so they're learning, which is good. Yep. And it could have, and then again, um, well, I suppose this is Sony more than Marvel, but Spider-Man: Homecoming is now falling into that trap of re- revealing too much in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still looking forward for the week that we get to review that because I, I'm even though that we're doing this pod, I'm not watching the second trailer for that movie. Yeah, because the first one revealed way too much. Right. But we can talk about that in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is Wonder Woman. I'm sorry, but um, 
eight and a half for the trailer, and I'll give the movie a a nine. Okay. The only thing that I, besides that moment that was just a bit inconsistent with the, um, maybe the Ares shouldn't have told Wonder Woman that she can kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I in general, just the third act was a bit of a fall apart for me. Yeah. It was, a, it was very smashy, smashy, power, power. Lots of fight. that. Lots of CGI, which, you know, you've, you're showing off that this character is almost indestructible. It's mm. absolute, like, you know, one of the strongest beings on in the DC Universe planet. Mm. But I just, with, with the fact that it was so grounded for the rest of the movie, it just felt really CGI heavy and a bit inconsistent mm. in the third act. I would have liked a bit of... um. Fisticuffs, and <laughs> yeah, a bit I would have, yeah, I would have liked no, some absolutely. some whipping, like using her whip and her little uh, gauntlets, and him using his fists. Or, I don't know, just, yeah, uh, just a fight, not a laser fight. Yeah, laser fights are boring. Which is when she thought she was killing Ares for the first time. There's another thing that I did like though. She just straight up stabbed him. Yep, you know, just literally through the heart, stabbed him, and then she was shocked to find that the war was still happening around her. Yep, which makes you think, oh yeah, no. You were wrong this whole time, Wonder Woman. Mm. People just are bad, and you mm. need to accept that. But mm. then at the end of the movie, German and English soldiers were hugging each other. Did mm-hmm. you notice that? Yeah. So do, what do you think about that? In the in the way that this this movie is kind of giving the impression that all people are good and it was just a an entity of war, of destruction, that was telling people to be bad mm. or I turn on each other. Though it was, it was perhaps Ares, maybe... I don't think he was man- making them bad. I think he was, he had manipulated the war so they were following what they thought was a noble cause or something. Yeah. And then when he was destroyed, they saw just the the true horrors of what was going on around them, and they were just happy it was done with. It was over. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm with you. So I'm gonna give the trailer rating an eight point five, and I and I'll you know because I just thought it sounded a bit brutal of me saying the third act was a bit of a fall apart. Mm. I would say the movie is also an 8.5. Okay. Um, which is a HD. It's yeah. right up there. It's one of the best superhero movies. High distinction. I think. Yeah. I think like it, w- it would be in probably my top five superhero movies yeah. of well, all time. Why don't we rate the movies in terms of academic scores rather yeah, than... it's a HD. So it's a HD. It's yeah, a high distinction. Oh, so it's a very strong HD. All right. Well, look, I'll give the trailer a credit. Yeah. Which is... Uh, for, for Sorry. For those who don't know the academic... Uh, <laughs> Scores it's uh P for pass, yeah, which is fifty percent, fifty to sixty percent, fifty to sixty. Uh, what's after that? Sixty to sixty nine, baby. Sixty to sixty nine is nah, a credit. It's a Seventy. I just wanted to say sixty nine. <laughs> That's a credit. That's a C. Credit is a C. Uh, then it's a distinction, which is sixty nine to seventy five, and then seventy five upward is a high distinction. What's not? Oh, 80, sorry. Eighty to a hundred is a high distinction. Eighty to a hundred is a high distinction. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you get seventy nine, that's a distinction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, roughly, it's HD is the best. Then it's distinction. <laughs> then it's credit. Then it's pass. Then it's fail. That's it. Yep. <laughs> so you're gonna give it a credit. I'm gonna give the trailer a credit. Actually, you know what? I'll give it a pass. Wow. I'll give the trailer a pass. Why? Here's the thing. Because it did. It not only was that boss thing a the boss, the boss uh, battle. Not only did that sort of lead me to think Ares was uh, definitely was happening. Uh, though the trailer was actually very entertaining, yep. it gave quite a bit of the tone of the film away. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It gave the the tone and 
the direction that it was going. And I, I was happy I didn't see it because I was very, very pleasantly surprised going into this. I'm so... I mean, I'm yeah. almost happy the other DC film sucked because it made my expectations for this so low <laughs> that it, it became... It was an awesome surprise so what to are you watch gonna rate it. the movie? And the movie I would give, um, I'll call it a low HD. Yep. Well, cool. We did it. We did it. Well, not only did we do it, but finally, finally, DC has done it. Very happy for them. Me too. Hey, uh, let's play a video game. What's that little video game we're going to play? Is it going to be involving little tomatoes, no tomatoes? What yeah. Are you... Do you want to uh... hear my tomato joke? Wait, shit. Do you want to hear my, my joke? <laughs> No. Uh, what's red and invisible? What's red and invisible? No tomatoes. <laughs> nah, I hate everything about that joke. I love that joke. Let's play a game. It's called The Fruit is a Cute. This is a game where I will present to Ollie some films and him using his knowledge of those films will be able to give me the correct score of the Rotten Tomatoes rating of that film. So, for example, if I were to say Alfred Hitchcock's re uh, Rear Window, Ollie would say... 99. I don't think it's... Well, it's 100%, but Shit. that is a correct. Because so I'm I'll within give, 5%. So I'll give him a swift dingling there. Let's get straight into it. Ollie. Tell me some movies. What is... The Rotten Tomatoes score within 5%, plus or minus, mm -hmm. of the 2005 film, Electra. Um, yeah, that's right, baby. I had it prepared. <laughs> How else do you think I would... You really think I would expect to know that it came out in 2005 <laughs> if I hadn't just utilised that research? You that. I can guess what the other movies might be today. <laughs> okay, so I reckon 25. <laughs> Incorrect, unfortunately, oh, Ollie. Um, not even close, actually. It's on a 10%. Oh, gee. Yeah, Bit no good. Let's go to another one. I don't know what year it came out with, but uh, Catwoman. That's right. <laughs> you thought I was going to say Wonder Woman? Incorrect. <laughs> Catwoman's is probably like 25%. <laughs> Incorrect again, oh, Ollie. No, I'm not good at these, these uh, female lead superhero films. Similarly, mm -hmm. that film... Uh, was on nine percent. Oh God! So this is why people are ex <laughs> uh, people are excited and happy that Wonder Woman's finally broken the mold. Yeah, right. And that is good. not only was it a good film, it's an excellent film. Yeah. It's one of the best. Exceptional. We've only got two more. These movies both feature the uh, the acting talent of Gal Gadot. Gal Gadotty. Ollie, what is the score for Keeping Up with the Joneses? I don't even know what that is. So it's uh it's Zach Galifianakis. Uh. No, I don't know. It's a know. comedy. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm it's sorry. It's okay. I, th I know about this, which it's is okay. why I thought that you... <laughs> um, let's put it at 62. <laughs> no, incorrect, Ollie. I'm sorry. Uh, 19%. Oh, <laughs> poor Keeping Up With The Joneses. Finally, yeah. one of my favourite uh, movie fan franchises of all time. So uh, be careful. Don't, don't give this a bad score. Or you hurt my feelings personally. Fast and Furious 5. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, the joke is I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> Fast and the Furious Flev. I think you'll find that it's just called Fast 5. Fast 5. I think. Um, can you can you get one under your belt this week, Ollie? 49. He cannot. Oh, <laughs> I'm no good. No Incorrect. good at these films that I don't Four. know anything about. Yeah. Four. Incorrect. 
I just, you, you chose one film. I don't. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, and I'm sorry about that. But I can't ask you. That's okay. Hey, do you know this film? <laughs> yeah. Because then you have an idea. But um, yeah. no, I'm sorry. I thought you would have saw it. Kind of like a, I feel like it'd be on the front page of Netflix at some point. That yeah. kind of thing. Well done. All right. Well, I lose another week. I um actually I forgot to mention what it actually got. Fast Five is 77. percent Oh, it did well. Okay. Fast I- Five is that. Uh, was the movie that made Fast and Furious come back. Okay. And now it's it's crazy. It's what it's got eight movies now. Yeah. The uh, five onwards have apparently been quite yeah, you know, yeah, quite excellent. That. Apparently like they're this they're, they're sort of silly. Oh well, yeah. They're silly like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean film almost. <laughs> but like it just it has all the recipes for disaster where it, there's no story, all the characters are just talking about being in each other's families. <laughs> and the um you know, there's literally like a corona ad in it where it's oh, like really? hey, you wanna have a drink? And then he like offers him like a something and he's like, No thanks. I only drink corona oh, and then God. he grabs it and he holds it to the camera and then cracks it open and, and gives it a sip. But Jesus. And, and that's like a not a one time thing that happens in various points throughout Fast <laughs> Five. Yeah, so there we go. That's the end of that segment. Alrighty. Let's play It's time for the best segment in the world. <laughs> Morally. Morally. World's worst it's time for pet peeves. It's time for pet peeves, Al. It's Owen Wilson there with the intro. What's your pet peeve for this week? What are you having a little whinge about well, let's today? Have, let's have a look at my phone. Um, what's grinding your gears? What's I'm... turning your, your yarn? All right, let's see. What's what ruffling I'm... your hair? <laughs> Anyone, anything what's else? What's picking your teeth? <laughs> One more. What's uh? What's zapping your finger? <laughs> it's it's the door. It's the doorknob oh, that keeps zapping you. <laughs> guys, I've I've had to go in and out of one very particular room so many times these last three days, and every single time I touch the door handle, it gives me a zap. It's uh, it's happening through my shirt. Yep. I don't know what to do. I might buy some gloves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rubber gloves. Do that. Do that. Um, anyway, what's scratching your beard this week, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> uh, scratching my beard this week is when a character is trying to say or uh, read something that they've already prepared. Mm-hmm. And then they'll they'll start struggling at the opening, you know, the first couple of lines. <laughs> yep. Then they'll say, oh, "You know what? Screw it." <laughs> and then they wrap it, and then they tear it up, or they put it into a ball, uh, and they speak from the heart, and it's way better than anything they could have ever wrote down. Yep. So wedding speeches. Yeah, wedding speeches a lot. Every time when there's a, um, for me, it's if it's in a romantic comedy or anything with romance in it. A character will screw up, and then this is kind of his or her way of apologising. Mm-hmm. Kind of be shaking with the with the note in his hand. You've got the rustle of your notes, and then just uh, I was I was gonna s- just wanting to let you know that I I just I think that you, you're you're uh, you know what scrunkle screw it. You're the most beautiful person I've ever met in my entire life. I just and it's it's everywhere, <laughs> and I say this every week, but it's everywhere. I don't know what I'd do without you, and if it weren't for that maple tree back in Colorado, I don't know. <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> and if it wasn't for that big tree in Shelbyville, <laughs> Shelbyville, yeah, <laughs> nice nice call back to the Simpsons episodes yeah. there. And also, there's there's probably like a um just before like you know they're trying to do the speech, but it's. 
they look up at the crowd and they can see someone well lit, oh, yeah. well lit more than the rest of the crowd, and they're a friend, and yeah. they give a nod or they give a confused look. It'll, and it'll then, be a thumbs up or a nod, yeah, 100% and then, of the time. And then the main character goes, yep, that's my that's my cue to fucking chuck <laughs> this bit of paper away and just go from go freestyling. i got to say, after hearing like maybe 20 episodes of you having a pet peeve, <laughs> there's going to be like one in at least everything. Yep. <laughs> and it's yeah. gonna piss us off. This is like even um I had the same thought about our um media teacher in high school where like she's so knowledgeable when it comes to like particular shots and symbolic meanings of things that I would just think she would hate going to movies now because every time that any mm. time a, a shot will cut she'll be like, Oh yeah, the editing there is quite good and uh, they're using a low camera angle, which makes the uh, the character there seem dominant. Yeah. You're not being able to think about the movies anymore. And now I'm realizing at 21 years old, <laughs> unless she was older than us when this started happening to her, but for us, we're going to start being angry at film because yep. <laughs> of this dang hate movies segment. Hate them. We're transitioning into the outro now. It's the end of the episode, but we now have a Gmail account set up. If you want to get in contact with us in any way with any questions or anything like that, we also have a Facebook account. Um, please, if we finish the show with a pet peeve, let us know if you have seen a particular movie that's done this and like send us a link or whatever. We will put it up on the show. Just like we did the other week with yes. um, the episode where a character is screaming something from bed and we had examples ready of Ron Weasley and Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. And then the week after that, we kind of added to it because that actually literally just happened in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let us know if anything like that is something that you've seen and, um, maybe we'll chuck it up on the show. What, what, what am I uh, watching next week? All right. All right. All right. right. I'm going to give you some Netflix films for you to watch. And basically because as we've mentioned before, you're ignorant by default. Yep. That's where, me, where I am, where I'm ignorant by choice. I don't watch the trailers. You just don't know movies in general. That's me, so baby. I'm going to give you some films to watch of things you've never heard about. Yep. This week, I'm finally going to do it to you. I'm going to give you a horror movie. Oh, I thought you you were going to give me something good. Yeah, the words I'm finally going to give it to you, it could mean a lot of things for you because, (laughs) like, you really want to watch a lot of films and you're saying, oh, give me this one, give me this one, I'll watch it. Please tell me to watch Pulp Fiction, Ollie. I really want to watch it. I want to talk about it on the show. Nope, horror movie, baby. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm going to give you a choice. You either have to watch Hush on Netflix yep. or The Invitation. Well, I they're both on Netflix. I'm not going to ask you what the difference is. I guess I, I'll just have to go in on one of them. I will say probably watch Hush. Is are you that is that because that's the scarier one? Cuz now I'm going to watch the other one. <laughs> no, I I I no, I don't want to I don't want to give you my opinion on either, but I'll just say sure. Hush might be my preference, but I don't really mind. Hush is a Batman villain. Yep. I might watch Hush. Ooh. Now, the reason we're we're doing this we're having you watch the film and we're not going to see uh, any cinema films anytime soon is because, Scott, why don't you read out the movies coming out in June? I don't know <laughs> why we are not going to be watching these films because they're all classics. You've got your Cars 3. You've got your Rough Night st- starring Scarlett Jahem. You've got your Transformers The Last Night. You've got your The Big Sick. I don't know what that is. But actually, this is an actual movie that I do actually want to watch. The the two part movie, the All Eyes on Me. Okay. See, I've seen the trailers for that at the movies, but you haven't seen them nope. because they've. I've, I've completely forgot that this was a movie that was happening. Straight out of Compton happened last year. Yeah. Critical acclaim. That's doing very well. Um, and, and this is looking great. Yeah. So who's playing Tupac? Um, a man by the name of Demetra Ship. Okay. Yeah. No. So don't forget, you've got your Despicable Me three. <laughs> uh, 
You, you know me. I love my minion. I love the minions. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's end the show on a haiku I wrote about today's movie Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right. And let's, let's end it on this little bit, bit of poetry here. All right. Here's the riffling of the sacred haiku textbook. And here it is. Amazonians. Why do they stop aging once they're hot? <laughs> I, I wonder. 